Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Parks. My name is Becky Dunlap. And this is Marissa Moravik, and we're your hosts for this weekly podcast. An evolving resource to help parks and recreation professionals raise the bar in their organizations so that they can make a positive difference in their communities. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Parks. This is Becky Dunlap here, and today I want to bring you five creative alternatives to the traditional mailed program recreation guide. As you guys know, the recreation guides or program guides or recreation catalogs, whatever you call them in your agency, these are really a staple of our field. And for so many agencies out there, you've become accustomed to printing three or four of those every single year, and it becomes a part of the seasonal cycle to plan and submit information and get the marketing team involved and get it out there and mail it. And it's, it is a lot of work. And it's one of those things that the general public probably doesn't realize how much work actually goes into that and that programmers and administrators are spending six to 12 months in advance getting all of those programs ready for the public and just the amount of detail and work that goes into that is is so much and so I wanted to talk about some creative alternatives to thinking about how you can kind of take away some of the energy and um, collective manpower it takes to get that out the door, but also to possibly save money and save time in the process. So I was initially inspired, of course, by another post in the Women in Parks and Recreation Facebook group um, a little while ago. It's probably, well, there was a couple different posts. So if I, if I list specific ideas that were from someone, I will um, just provide their name so that they can, because obviously I, I want to take credit for their ideas. Um, but I do think that there's a lot of just interesting thoughts around this, the staple to our field. So let's go ahead and get into the five alternatives to the mailed recreation program guide. All right. So the first idea is to have some banners and yard signs with QR codes to send them to your recreation guide, which would probably live online. So this idea is from Mindy Piper, and she was saying how she put out like Coraplast yard signs and large banners and you know, QR codes, you thought that they were of the past. They actually are making a comeback because it's becoming easier for people to use that tool on their phone. And what it does is as soon as you scan the code, then it sends it to a specific link. So you get to decide what that link is going to be. Maybe it's a online version of your program guide, or maybe it's a direct link to your registration software, or maybe it's just to your website. But I think that's a really good way for people who are out in the park who are visiting just to be able to kind of um, take their more passive recreation experience and then do something with it. So it's kind of like the reminder that they might need to take action and, and actually register for that program. So I thought that was a great idea. The next idea is around doing like a text message blast or an email campaign or just really leaning into social media 
to do a full virtual guide. And I know that this might seem out of left field for those of you that are used to a traditional printed service, but I do think that there is merit in considering how things have changed that you may have the opportunity to really just dive into more online marketing efforts and really go all in on that and then push people to the online version of your recreation guide. So it is becoming easier and easier to create those guides online. One thing I just found out about because it was it's a new feature in Canva, which I know a lot of you guys build your recreation guides on, is that you can now link between pages. So like for instance, you can create a table of contents on the second page and then link it out to this specific uh, page where you talk about it in the recreation guide. And then once you get to that page, you could have specific descriptions and links to your actual programs. So I know that's a lot of work and a lot of like backend technical talk, but I it that could be really useful if you if you just decided that's your approach and you spent more time invested in kind of just making it a streamlined experience for users instead of spending all of that time focused on you know, mailing it out and giving it out to more people. Because the thing about like a mailed program guide is that you really, like people have to make a concerted effort and like block off time in their head and in their day to go register for that. Whereas if they're looking at a guide online, they'll just be able to click on a button and it sends them there. So while they're thinking about it, they just complete that process as opposed to, you know, reading the book and then having their website up. So we just are trying to streamline that process as much as possible. And I think that's a really simple way to do it is really just to invest in those online marketing campaigns and send them to a virtual guide. Okay. So that's number two. The third idea is to send out a postcard with your newest offerings or your seasonal offerings. And then again, redirect them to the website where they can view a full guide or view your website um, or, or your recreation guide online. So I think that this could be useful because I do think that there is merit in a lot of communities to doing something physical, right? So having a physical thing in their hand, whether it's a flyer or a postcard, or whatever it may be. And so if you have the budget to continue to send out something mailed, I think that could be really useful. Um, You can make it colorful, you can make it like an oversized postcard, all of those templates, or if you have like someone, a marketing graphic designer that can make something beautiful for you, then great. But I just think that if you If you do send out something in the mail, some people will still prefer that method and it will be that reminder that they need to register for those programs and go look out for more. So one piece of mail is still going to, is still going to cost money, but it's a lot cheaper than printing out, you know, a 30 or 40 page guide. All right. Number four is, um, this was from Jennifer Riddle. I thought this was a really creative idea and she talks about the idea of like creating a placemat where you could do like word searches and coloring pictures and 
um, and you could list your seasonal activities that are coming up for kids and then you could pass them out at restaurants. So that would really be a win-win for local restaurants to have you know, a fun activity for kids, but then it also redirects them to your, your services. And the best thing of all, I think, is that you know, when you're eating out, you, it's a family, you're, you're with your family, you're gathering there, you're having conversations. And if, if the child sees an activity and they're old enough to read and they can kind of communicate that, then I think that's a really unique idea because then the parent understands what they might want to do and what they might want to be involved in. And then they can take action to register online. So that's another opportunity to drop that QR code or a short URL so that they can be redirected and sign up for that program. So I thought that was a great idea from Jennifer. All right. And the fifth idea is just to reduce the number of program guides that you send out. So maybe in your community, you've determined that you want to still send out that program guide, but you don't need to do it as often. So there's lots of ideas around like moving from four programs, if you're currently at that, to three programs or two programs. So you could do one for winter and spring, and then another one for summer and fall. Or you could just send out one per year that kind of has the overall offerings and what to expect. It gives people kind of the lay of the land. You have your park maps and you have your uh, letter from the director and you have kind of just like this overall theme for the year. But then you're, you're constantly redirecting them to the website because that is where your traffic is going to come from. I think a lot of times like even in our social media campaigns and email marketing, we're constantly redirecting people to the guide. Um, but it can be a lot of effort to produce even an online version of that. So it may be worthwhile just to think about, you know, how can we make our website easier to navigate? How can we update that more often so that when people go there, they know that it's up to date and that there's not going to be outdated information on there because if people expect to go on there and it's it's really hard to navigate it's hard to find what you need it's hard to register it's not mobile friendly people will stop using it so and that can be a huge barrier to marketing because even if you have a great marketing effort if the user experience is poor people remember that and they'll opt to if they're really determined they'll call you or they'll go in because that's just easier or if they don't have the energy or that, you know, they're not convinced that's worth their time, they'll just drop it all together and they won't make it happen. So I think you really have to consider the entire experience from start to finish on how it's going to feel from your patrons and really determine, you know, where is the best place to put my efforts, whether it's your website, whether it's in your marketing, whether it's in, you know, the more physical postcards or guides or whether it may be in more advertising around your park. So I think those are all really good considerations, but I did just want to throw out there that I think it, you know, these decisions are really going to be dependent on the demographics in your community. So that's something I do for Greenplay all the time is I run a demographics report because I, we want to look at how the community is changing over time. And I, I think one of the most useful things is when you look at the age distribution 
of communities kind of broken down into five-year increments and then you look at how things have changed over time so whether it's the senior population that's increasing or it's you know kids under 10 years old are increasing that can really give you an idea of not only the types of programs to offer but also around what marketing um, considerations that you need to have because if you do have a um, an aging population then it probably you need to be really intentional about the transitions that you're going to make because of course older adults typically prefer to have something in their hand and I know for me working at a rec center I always had seniors coming up for me and coming up to me and they knew when the recreation guide was going to come out so they knew when to expect it and when to ask for it. So even if we didn't mail it out every time, they, or even if we did, they would come in and ask for a physical copy of it. So I think seniors, we, we wanna still have some physical copies on hand, at least at a minimum, but to know that um, if you have more of a younger population that really is best served by using online marketing methods, then that's where you should dive in. So consider the demographics of it. And then another consideration is just figuring out you know, how most people find out about your programs and how most people are signing up. Um, and so a really simple and quick way to do that is just to ask on the registration form how they found out about the program. And if your data supports that the majority of people found out about it from your seasonal recreation guide, then by all means, consider you know, investing more into that and, and just know that that's a cost of doing business. But if more people over time are leaning towards social media or an email blast, then maybe it makes more sense to dial back and do an experiment for, you know, six months or a year or a couple years and figure out what the response is. A lot of times you're not going to know you may expect a typical response of, you know, oh, everyone would be so up in arms if we took away the recreation guide. But in reality, you don't know until you try. So that can be something that you put into like a needs assessment that you may be doing in your in your community or if you're doing that for some sort of planning effort. Um, or you can experiment and just say, you know, we're, we're looking to figure out what the response may be. So those are some considerations and alternatives to the traditional mail program guide. I hope this got your wheels spinning. A big thank you, as always, to the Women in Parks and Recreation Facebook group that inspires me daily. And thank you to um, those of you that continue to raise the bar in our field by thinking differently and coming up with creative, innovative solutions that can best serve our community. Thank you so much, guys. And until let's, next time, let's talk parks.